I believe joy, of the, joy should radiate from the church and, uh, and not in any way be the other way around. And uh, we're going to have some fun this morning. Did you know God knows everything about you? Nathaniel, did you know God knows everything about you? And he knows why you're wearing that hat. Millie, God knows everything about you. David, God knows everything about you. Steve, God knows everything about you. And Malachi. And every other person, turn to the person beside you and say, God knows everything about you. Absolutely everything. And you know what's even more amazing? Is that God knows everything about you and He still loves you. And I think about your life for a moment, all those things that nobody else knows about you. But God still loves you. He knows the attitudes of your heart. He knows this, the selfishness we have. He knows all the, the things that we do. And He still loves us completely. The Bible says, God so loved the world that He gave His Son. That, that whoever believes in Him will not perish but have eternal life. Kids, did you know God loves you so much that Jesus came to die on the cross for our sin, for your sin, for my sin, so that you could have life and eternity with God. And He loves us, He cares about us, and He desires good things for you. Do you know God desires good things for you? Do you know that, Hazel? It's pretty cool. And you know what? We can desire something. We can desire, you know, chocolate cake, as I often mention that I do. You can desire a chocolate cake and you can just sit there desiring going, oh man, I feel like a chocolate cake. Gee, I feel like chocolate cake. I hope you're getting that taste in your mouth now. Gee, I just desire chocolate cake. And you can sit there desiring as much as you want, but you will not get chocolate cake if you just sit there unless someone nearby is very, very kind to you. If you really desire chocolate cake and you desire it enough, you'll get off your seat, you'll go to the shops and eat and buy the ingredients if you have to, and you'll go and bake a chocolate cake. Is that what you do? If you want to eat something you, or, or you go to the shop and you buy one and you get what you work for. And God desires good things for you. And God doesn't just sit in heaven saying, oh, I wish good things would happen to, to JP. I, w- I just wish good things would happen to, to that person. God has done all that needs to happen so that we could be set free from the power of sin. God has done everything that we could know Him, that we could be filled with His Holy Spirit and have the life that God intends for us, to have the eternal eternity with Him that He desires. Let's turn in the Bible to Romans chapter 1. and um, Romans chapter 1 and verse 16. This is written by a guy named Paul. And Paul's been through a fair bit of stuff. And this is what he says. He says, For I am not ashamed of this good news about Christ, It is the power of God at work saving everyone. Does that just say grown-ups? Does it say just kids? It says, no, everyone who believes. The Jew first and also the Gentiles. So the Jews and those who aren't Jews. Everyone who believes. This good news tells us how God makes us right in His sight. This is accomplished from start to finish by faith. As the scriptures say, it is through faith that a righteous person has life. You might be scratching your head going, what does that mean? We read that too fast. What does it mean? We don't always do the right thing, do we? Has anyone here always done the right thing? If you put up your hand, you just told a lie. Um, 
We don't always do the right thing, but God loves us so much that Jesus came and took our punishment upon the cross. And he says, if we will acknowledge, if we will be sorry for our sin and, and turn away from living for ourselves and say, God, I'm sorry for doing what I've, for, for my sin. God, I want to live for you. I give my life to you. Help me to live to glorify you. The Bible says that God counts your faith in him, your trust in Jesus as righteousness. It's as just as if, as if you'd never sinned. You're justified by faith. It, it takes a while to get sanctified. That's a, a process. But justification in Christ happens the moment we put our faith in Jesus. And he goes on and he says, But God chose his anger from heaven against all sinful, wicked people who suppress the truth by their wickedness. You know, there is going to be a judgment from God. They know the truth about God because he has made it obvious to them. For ever since the world was created, people have seen the earth, the sky. Through everything God made, they can clearly see his invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature. So they have no excuse for not knowing God. Yes, they knew God, but they wouldn't worship him as God or even give him thanks. And they began to think up foolish ideas of what God was like. As a result, their minds became dark and confused, claiming to be wise. We have a world that claims to be pretty wise about lots of things. They instead became utter fools. And instead of worshipping the glorious, ever-living God, they worshipped idols made to look like mere people and birds and animals and reptiles. How crazy is that? To build something and then say, you are a God. So God abandoned them to do whatever shameful things their hearts desired. As a result, they did vile and degrading things with each other's bodies. They traded the truth about God for a lie. So they worshipped and served the things God created instead of the Creator Himself, who is worthy of eternal praise. Amen. And here's our bird that we've just led in this morning to remind us of God's amazing creation. Look at that. Isn't God's creation amazing? And this morning we're just going to let that bird fly around just to remind us of God's amazing creation. That was perfect timing, wasn't it? God is the author and perfecter of all things. You know what, guys? Some people don't understand who God is. You have people in your school who don't understand who God is. But he wants you to be the person to say, I can help you. I can help you know who God is. People are confused about who God is, about what he's like. And he wants to use us to tell them. You go to Kids Inc., you go to Kids Church, you go to Bub's Church, you go to Big Church. And God has brought you to, to that point to, to know him, that you might be able to help other people know who God is. You might be in grade 2, you might be in grade 5, you might be 55, 85, 105. You might have a bird flying above your head. And still, God wants to use you to tell people about his love. The Bible says don't worry about what to say, but just trust that he'll give you the words to say. Have a listen to these verses. Revelation chapter 4 and verse 11. It says, You are worthy, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and by your will they were created and have their being. 
Nehemiah 9 verse 5, Blessed be your glorious name, and may it be exalted above all blessing and praise. You alone are the Lord. You made the heavens, even the highest heavens, and all their starry hosts, the earth and all that is on it, the seas and all that is in them. You gave life to everything, and the multitudes of heaven worship you. You look up at the night sky and see the millions of stars. And we know that the stars aren't just little twinkling, twinkling stars. They're they're planet-sized, burning, amazing stars. And God created every one of them, and He still knows you and He loves you. He's worthy of all praise. Psalm 19 verse 1 says, The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of His hands. Day after day they pour forth speech. Night after night they reveal knowledge. They have no speech. They use no words. No sound is heard from them. Yet their voice goes out into all the earth. Their words to the ends of the world. You know, some people say, some people actually think God's a made-up person. They think he's a, a, a person that some people um, made up so they can feel good about things even if things go bad. But I think it's really interesting that around the world there is a, a knowledge in every culture, every, every tribe, there is an awareness of a, a divine being. There's an awareness of that there is a God. People might not understand who he is, but around the world, doesn't matter where you go, there is an understanding that there is a God. And He is worthy of our praise. The heavens declare the glory of God. Psalm 148 says, Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise Him from the skies. Praise Him, all the, His angels. Praise Him, all the armies of heaven. Praise Him, sun and moon. Praise Him, all you twinkling stars. Praise Him, skies above. Praise Him, vapors high above the clouds. Let every created thing give praise to the Lord. For He issued His command and they came into being. He set them in place forever and ever. His decree will never be revoked. Is anyone here a a thing God has created? Is anyone here a person that God has created? Yeah, Joseph, you are. We are created for the glory of God. We are created to give praise to our God. And you know what? You can look at just about anything in the world and and use it to tell someone about the love of God. If you look around the room right now, you, you see a cup and you say, you know, you can explain the gospel just by looking at a cup and say, I hadn't thought about this beforehand, but, you know, our lives are like a cup and we can get filled up with all kinds of stuff. But what God wants to fill us with the greatest thing we could ever be filled with, and that's His Spirit. And we, we can use anything around us to, to tell people about His love. We can use everything has been created for Him and by Him. We can use all things to tell people about the gospel. God, help us. I, I want to challenge you to, 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 as you're sitting down somewhere through the week, to think about something that you can see in front of you and think, how could I use that thing to help explain the gospel to someone, God given the, op- the opportunity? This morning we're going to look at a movie and look at how it can help us learn about God. We're going to see that you can see the gospel through things in this movie this morning. 
We can use it to be encouraged and we can encourage others with it. We might watch that movie with someone or some other movie and say, hey, you know what? You know when that happened in the movie like this? You know, God did that for us. That's God's love for us. That's like when God did this. So has anyone seen the movie Tangled? Anyone seen the movie Tangled? Just David and I. No, (laughs) there's a few others. It's about Rapunzel. It's about this girl who's locked in a tower. And Rapunzel's up in that tower because she's been lied to. She's been lied to and held captive by this evil woman, Mother Gothel. Mother Gothel stole her away at birth from the, the king and the queen of the, the land. They, and she lies to Rapunzel and tries to hold her captive inside a place she should not be captive. Good job, Pam. Well done. That deserves a clap. <laughs> And just like that bird, Rapunzel was held captive. (laughs) Rapunzel was lied to, lied to her about her identity. And Mother Gothel pretends that Rapunzel is her daughter and tells her that she she can never leave that, that castle. She can never leave that tower because the world is a dangerous place. That she's not strong enough, she's not capable enough, she's not brave enough. It's too dangerous. She should never leave that tower and she gets held captive by the ideas that Mother Gothel puts in her head. Until one day, the knight in shining armour, well actually no, it's a thief and he's not a great bloke to be honest, Flynn Rider comes along and he gives her the confidence or the opportunity to escape from the tower and they get out but things go wrong and she ends up back in the tower, being lied to, being deceived and being held captive. And in a moment we're going to watch a clip, but I want us to realise that this morning we can be lied to about who we are. We can be lied to about our identity. We can be held captive in our own little world because of lies in our minds that the the devil would want to speak to us. That you can't do that. You're not strong enough to do that. You're not old enough to do that. You're not young enough to do that. You're not brave enough to do that. We can be held captive by lies of the enemy in our life. And we're going to watch this little clip in a moment. And I want you to see that God wants to set us free from those things that would hold us captive. Can we go to that? She realizes. Suddenly she sees the signs that have been all around her since she was a tiny child. Suddenly she sees all these paintings that are all around her that have pointed to the fact that she is the lost princess, that she is a daughter of the king. That she's the one that they've been searching for for years and years and years. In her heart, she knew in an instant when she saw those things, it's like she had a revelation of who she was. You know, God's love for us is so much greater. So much greater than that king and that queen. If you've seen the movie, the king and the queen, they've searched for their, their lost daughter, this one that was stolen away by Mother Gothel Rapunzel. They searched for her but they never find her. But God's love for us is higher than the heavens. It's wider than the east is to the west. The king and the queen, they they search the land and try and find her, but don't find her. But then every year they send out these lanterns. They send them up and they've got that same um, sun pattern on them. They send them up every year on her birthday, just hoping that maybe she'll see this sign and realize that 
who she is and where she's from and that she'd return home. And every year, year after year, they send out these lights to try and remind her of who she is and that she might come home. That God's love for you and I is so much greater. In the story, through Flynn Rider's accidental stumbling upon the tower, Rapunzel gets set free. But it's no accident that God has made a way for us to be set free. God so loved the world that he sent his only son. Jesus died on the cross, willingly giving his life as a sacrifice for our sin. He paid our death penalty upon the cross so that we could be set free. You know, God loves you more than you could ever understand, more than you could ever grasp. God loves you more than that. Last week I talked about Paul in the Bible and how he went through amazing suffering. He was whipped and beaten, he was shipwrecked and he was imprisoned and he went through all these terrible things and yet God gave him a joy and a peace that was incredible. And God wants to reveal his love to us so that we might have that joy and that peace. No matter matter what's going on in life, that we'd be set free, that we'd know his love that we'd see the, 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 the things around us, that we'd read his word and, and know the truth about who he is and who we are in Christ. Every Sunday we come to church and we re- to remind each other about who Jesus is, about what he's done for us. In a, moment, in a bit later we're going to have communion and we remind each other of what Jesus has done for us. And kids, you go to Bub's church, you go to kids' church to learn about what Jesus has done for you, to remind each other. I'm sure you, th- you say things sometimes. In fact, I know. Sometimes you guys say things that remind the teachers of what God's done. And God can use you. It doesn't matter how old you are, how, how little, how big. God can use you to tell people about his love. And this morning, we're going to get you guys to come up here and remind us about who God is. We're going to get the kids' church guys up. Uh, you can, if you want to jump up right now and uh, head on up. We're going to let you guys remind us about who God is from what you guys have learnt about God and who Jesus is this term. And just as they're coming, um, just the last few weeks, I've, I've had the opportunity to, uh, um, uh, as a part of the state executive for the CRC in Victoria, um, one of my roles as the, as the youth coordinator for Victoria, but also to oversee the kids' ministry uh, person for Victoria. And Sue was that person for the last three or so years. And uh, over the last two weeks, um, praise to God, Sue's been able to uh, raise up a, a, a group. And we have about nine people that have replaced Sue now. It's like she's raised up a team. And uh, God can impact a state through someone in little old Colac. Amen, Sue? Now I know why I'm so exhausted. <laughs> So praise God for that. And God can use you guys to change a city, a school, or even a state of the world. And I think he's been doing it already. Thanks, Sue. Hello. Thank you, Lord. God, I just pray that you would just inspire us, Lord, this morning with what you can do. God, anything in your hand... Anything that's placed in your hand, you can do amazing things with. And Lord God, we just thank you for the kids this morning, even as they've shared about the things that they've learned about you. 
God, I pray this morning that you would inspire us. That, Lord, no matter what's happened in our lives, no matter the mistakes we might have made, that you would use us for your glory, God, that we would make ourselves available, that we would allow your Spirit to lead us, that our trust would be without borders, that everywhere we go, God, wherever you might lead us, God, that we would just trust you. God, whether we're still at school, whether we're at uni, whether we're working, whether we're at home, that God, you'd help us to live for your glory, God. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you, Lord. We're going to play another clip in just a moment um, from that movie. And it's when Rapunzel is out on the water. I'm not sure if it's an ocean, but uh, she's out on the water. And finally she sees these lights, the, the lanterns that she's, she's seen from a, a far distance in the past, but she sees it up close for the first time. She sees the lights that her parents have sent out year after year after year, hoping that she would see them and, and come home. But this morning, as we watch this clip, guys, kids, adults, I want us to think about, I want us to see what it can be like for each one of us that we can be the light that God's called us to be for His, his love and His kingdom, to shine our light for His kingdom, that other people might know His love as well. Let's have a look at that clip now and just see what it's like when we shine our lights together lantern on its own wouldn't be that amazing it wouldn't be that exciting to see one light lantern on its own but when you see lots of lights it's a different thing god has called us to be a part of a church that we don't just shine our light on our own that we just one little candle burning on our own but god wants us to be a kingdom of, of lights that we might all be lights for his kingdom to shine his love to other people to declare His love, that people might see us and, and see God's love. And you know, perfect love drives out fear. God's love in us stops us being afraid of, of, of talking about, sharing about who He is. If you're worried about sharing God's love, just get to know His love more. And you'll be, God's love drives out fear. I pray that every time you see a candle for the rest of your life, you'll think of those lanterns and think, God hasn't called me just to burn alone it looks like a candle. He wants me to burn as a part of his kingdom and that together we would declare the glory of God. You know, Rapunzel had an okay life up in the tower. Life was, life was okay. She was happy most of the time. Things were okay. But in her heart, she knew that there was more. She knew that there was more to life than just being in that tower. And we can be like Rapunzel. We can be like Rapunzel held captive by the, the lies that have been spoken over us. But in our heart, I believe you know that God knows and God knows there's more. God's created you for a purpose that is so much greater. So much greater than just knowing his love and enjoying it until you, you die and go to heaven. God has created you to know his love and to declare his love, to 
to tell people about his love, not just one person, but one of many people shining God's love to the world around us, that this city might know the love of God because you can't ignore it when there's hundreds and hundreds of lights burning and saying the same message about God's love. God's love changes lives. We're just singing the song, Oceans. It says, You call me out upon the waters, the great unknown, where feet may fail. And you know, your feet may fail at times if you boldly step out and tell people about God's love. At times you, it might feel very slippery and you might fall over at times. There might be some pain involved at times. Your feet may fail, but God calls us out on those waters. And there I find you in the mystery, in oceans deep, my faith will stand. As you trust God, as you step out in faith, there might be hard times, but your faith will grow. Your faith will stand. It says, I will call upon your name and keep my eyes above the waves. You know, the storms will come, waves will come that try and wash you off path, that wash you off track. When oceans rise, my soul will rest in your embrace, for I am yours and you are mine. When things get scary, I'm not going to run away. I'm not going to stop being God's light. I'm not going to hide my light. I'm just going to trust in God. I'm going to come back to Him. I'm going to come back to His Word. I'm going to be reminded of who Jesus is, of what He did for me upon the cross, that I might shine for His glory. It says, Spirit, lead me where my trust is without borders. In other words, Spirit, lead me where there is nowhere I wouldn't go for you. There is nowhere that I wouldn't tell people about your love. Wherever you would call me, take me deeper that my feet, than my feet could ever wander. And it's not, not just going to be by wandering through life that you be all that you can be for God's glory. It's by being led by His Spirit. It's about coming to God and saying, God, lead me, show me, help me to make these decisions. It's not about just wandering for God's glory. It's about being led by the Spirit. And you can be led by the Spirit whether you're 5, 10 or 95 years old. God, lead us by your Spirit. Wherever you would call me, take me deeper than my feet would ever wander and my faith will be made stronger in the presence of my Saviour. You know, God's presence is with us always, but it's so good to come together and be reminded of God's presence. And this, this term in Kids Church, guys, you, you've, you've told us about the verse you learnt in Psalm 18, verse 2. Jesus is our rock. It says, The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer, my God and my strength, in whom I will trust. God, help that to be true for every one of us, that He is the God in whom we trust. This morning, I want to encourage every person here, whether you've never prayed to God or whether you've known God for many, many years, that God has created you to live for His glory. God has created you to tell people about His love. And if you've never known it until now, today I pray that you will recognize and understand God's love for you, that He died on the cross for your sins so that you could be set free, that you could know Him and tell others about Him. A verse we read in our series in Matthew chapter 5, just recently it says, You are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. God's plan for you is that you would rise and shine for the glory of God, that you would be for His praise. I just want to read one last thing from Acts chapter 20. 
something that Paul wrote, the guy who had all those trials and imprisonment and all those things, he declares he's, he's leaving the Ephesian people and he says this to the leaders of Ephesus. He says, You know that from the day I set foot in the province of Asia until now, I have done the Lord's work humbly and with many tears. You know, there can be pain in standing up for the, for the kingdom of God. I've endured the trials that have come to me from plots of, Jews, of the Jews, those who are against the gospel. I never shrank back from telling you what you needed to hear, either publicly or in your homes. God help us not shrink back from speaking to our brother or our sister or anyone else about the love of God. I have had one message for Jews and Greeks alike, the necessity of repenting from sin, turning away from and turning to God and having faith in our Lord Jesus. And now I am bound by the Spirit to go to Jerusalem. I don't know what awaits me, except that the Holy Spirit tells me in city after city that jail and suffering lie ahead. But my life is worth nothing to me unless I use it for finishing the work assigned me by the Lord Jesus, the work of telling others the good news about the wonderful grace of God. Paul says, my life is worth nothing unless I use it for telling people about the wonderful grace of God. I've had that same revelation in my life that I feel my life is worth nothing unless I tell people about the love and the grace of my God. I don't want to just shine for God in a, in a tower locked away by myself. I want to shine for the glory of God wherever His Spirit would lead me. I want to ask you this morning, will you join God's army of lights to be his ambassadors to this city, to this world, wherever his spirit would lead you? One last verse from 2 Timothy 4, verse, verse 7. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. What greater thing could we ever hear than on the day we enter eternity to hear from God, well done, good and faithful servant. The Bible says that Jesus said, we've got to take up our cross and follow him. There is no Christianity without a cross and if we're not willing to take up our cross and follow him, are we truly Christians? Do we understand the gospel if we're not willing to take up our cross and follow Jesus? God's called us to be his light, his witness, no matter what may come. We're going to finish this morning with communion as we remember what Jesus has done for us. But before we do, I want to just give you one more example of the gospel and how we can use everyday things around us to tell people about the gospel. Who likes cups of tea? Who likes cups of tea? I'm not a big cup of tea drinker. I, in fact, I think this is probably the best thing you can do with a tea bag. But... Uh, you can tell someone about the, the gospel with a tea bag. And some of you may know where I'm going already, but that's okay. And kids, you, you might even want to come down closer so you can see what's going on. But you can tell someone the gospel with a tea bag. You see, we're all like tea bags. Did you know that? We're smelly. Just, I know, I'm just kidding. That's beautiful smell. Beautiful smell. I just said smelly. It's a good smell. We're all like tea bags. You know, the Bible says. We are all captives of sin. We're, we're slaves of sin. We're born into sin. And we're like that tea bag that is chained to sin. And Satan wants to try and keep us bound. He wants to keep us held captive in chains to him. And he's like the little tag. He gives us all kinds of labels and tells us who we are 
and lies about us, says who what our identity is. It says it's a Lipton thing. But this was probably grown in some country and it's some amazing plant that God grew. It says it's Lipton, but it's actually tea that God grew. But you know, the Bible says that Jesus came to break the chains that bound us, to set the prisoners free, and he's defeated Satan, and he's going to separate us from our sin as far as east is from the west. He's got rid of that stuff. It's gone. Yeah! God set us free, and he's broken the chains that bound us. He's, there we go. It's gone. And you know, he set us free from the power of sin. And you know what? Our lives are all full of sin. Our lives are all full of sin, but God wants to set us free and Jesus died that we could be set free and washed clean and made new on the inside, not just on the outside. But he's going to empty out all that grotty sin and he makes us clean and new. We're new creations in Christ. We're perfect and spotless in his sight. And that yet the tea is sitting up there, but it's gone. I was going to throw it everywhere, but I thought... I'm going to get in their eyes. (laughs) That's a bad idea. But you know what? God hasn't just washed us clean and made us new just just to live this life until we go to heaven. The Bible says that Jesus said he was going to send the Holy Spirit to fill us and to empower us, to fill us with fire. Yeah, fire. Yeah, you better move back just a little bit. We just don't know what could happen here. And what happened on the day of Pentecost? When Jesus sent the Holy Spirit, what happened on the day of Pentecost? The Bible says it was like flames of fire that came to rest on their heads. I'm going to try and set this up so it doesn't fall over. It says like flames of fire. And God has better stuff than matches. It says it was like flames of fire that descended upon their heads. And God wants to set us alight to be his witnesses, to be lights for his kingdom, for his love, for his glory, that we might shine for his love. And not only that, it says he's going to return. Oh, no, it's fallen over and it's not going to do it. Oh, no. You know, sometimes in this life, things in this life fail, but we're going to try again because we don't give up when things don't go right. We're going to do it again. Just, just, just stay down there. I don't want you to get burnt. Whoa, there's ash going everywhere. <laughs> I'm going to do it again. That was just in case you forget. God has broken the chains that bound us. He's set the prisoners free. He's removed our sin as far as east is from the west. He's emptied out. That He's washed us clean. He's made us new. We're new creations in Christ. And he wants to fill us with his Holy Spirit. Just sit down. They can't see. They can't see. Just sit down. Yeah, yeah. That's good. I should ask who wants to hold it, shouldn't I? And God sent his Holy Spirit to fill us, to empower us, to shine for his glory. And sometimes we go out, but let's just come back to him and let us light up again. He wants to fill us day by day, renew us, that we might shine for him, we might live for him. And it says that he's coming back, and we're going to go to be with him. And we're going to live for his glory on this earth, but he's taken us to be with him. Guys, don't touch that because that's going to be hot. Um, there we go God wants you guys guys eyes on me for a second eyes on me who's in grade 2 who's in grade 1 who's in grade 3 grade 4 grade 5 kinder prep prep who's finished school 
God wants you. Who, who knows that song? Who knows that song that says, This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. You know that light in you is Jesus. And he wants God's love in you to shine to the people around you. In your class, your teachers even can see God's love in you. And wherever we go, God use us for his kingdom and his glory. I'm going to ask the stewards to come now. Thanks, guys. You can go back to your seat. I'm going to ask the stewards to come with the biscuit and the cup. Those symbols that remind us of Jesus' body that was broken, his blood that was shed. Let's never forget the enormous thing that Jesus has done. This biscuit represents the most amazing thing that has ever happened on this earth. That God came himself to set us free from the power of sin. His body was broken. He was whipped, he was beaten, and he was crucified for our sin. And this cup of grape juice reminds us of his blood that was poured out. He died for you and I because he so loves you. And just as the stewards come now, we're going to play a song. And I want you just to think about what Jesus has done for you. Maybe you just want to sit and ask God to remind you of his love again because you're afraid and you just need to know his love. Or maybe this morning you want to just say sorry to God for hiding your light. Maybe God's going to point out ways that he wants you to shine for his glory and for his kingdom. And let's honor God this morning as we hold the elements. If you're a visitor this morning, please feel free to join us. If you know Jesus as your Savior, if you're not comfortable, that's fine too. Let's just listen to this song now and think about what Jesus has done for us. Went through on this earth. You did it for us. And God, we honor you. We thank you, God. We praise you this morning. Lord, just fill us with a revelation of your love this morning, God, I pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let's eat and drink, celebrating and remembering what Jesus has done for us upon the cross. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Well, and God, I just pray this morning that you would help us, Lord, to know that we know that we know that you have called us to be your witnesses, Lord. Lord, that day by day we would take time aside to just spend time with you, God, to be refreshed, renewed, to be filled again, Lord, with your Holy Spirit, that we might shine like bright lights to this world around us, God. We just pray, Lord, for this city, for this nation, for this world, Lord, that they might come to know the hope that we have in you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I'm going to ask the band to come. We're going to finish with a song. Our, our chains are gone. They are gone. Someone's cleaned up for me. Thank you. <laughs> our chains are gone. We've been set free. My God, my Savior has ransomed me. Let's stand this morning. Let's uh, thank God for his love no matter how old or young we are, because he's worthy of our praise.